interest in the following audio recording produced by Chesterton House, a center for Christian studies at Cornell University. Support for Chesterton House comes entirely from listeners like you, and we invite you to help us continue making the recordings of past lectures available at no cost through a donation to the ministry. You can find additional resources and make a donation at www.chestertonhouse.org. This audio recording is copyrighted and unauthorized duplication is prohibited. How do you think you any comments about why Western Europe might look so different than the rest of the world in terms of uh, the uh, role of religion in life? I don't know. And I'm not aware that anybody, oh, I mean, there are views about it, but I'm not aware of any, any theory explanation that has sort of settled in as plausible and generally accepted. Some people say it's, as, as compared to the U.S., it's the lingering effects of established churches in, in Europe. And there's some of that. But that's never felt to me as if it's a total explanation. So, so I don't know. It's, um, in, in any case, what, what needs explaining is the secularization of Europe. That seems, that's beginning to seem as the abnormality. Previously, the U.S. was seen as the exception to the secularization theory, and that needed some explaining. Now a lot of sociologists are thinking it's, it, Europe is the abnorm- abnormality, and I'm not aware that they've yet got any sort of consensus, plausible theories on the matter. What do you think? I, I, Somewhat different from case to case, but then you've still got 
And Gitter's still one of them. It looks as if something's coming. Wars. I don't know. Uh, Nick, do you know if the Japanese higher educational and research experience in the South America has a parallel to uh, the account you're giving of Euro-North American higher education, or is the higher education conditions just so different here uh, that you should expect any parallels? Ah, uh, good question, Dave. I can't give it an answer. I, I do, do know the Dutch and the British fairly well, and what I said holds roughly for the Dutch and the British. Uh, pretty, pretty well for the Dutch and the British, but I don't know beyond that the Japanese, the uh, um, South American. The Koreans have tried to imitate us. I mean, they're rap- rapidly trying to imitate us. Um, the, the Chinese are beginning to, uh, beginning, beginning to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, but such a comparative um, study would be very interesting. Can't do it. Yeah, well. Hi. To, to what extent do you think that the collapse of logical positivism and the Certain skepticism about the scientific method among philosophers has been adopted by scientists. One reads <laughs> the editorials of physics today and news. One sees a lot of the old scientific method. I. No, you mustn't ask me that. I don't. <laughs> you should tell me, right? Uh, um, that's why I put in all these qualifiers uh, in good measure among philosophers and so forth. Um, but things are surely not quite the same as they once were. Well, here I speak with confidence again. Bob, are they the same as they once were? <laughs> I think there's there's an appreciation of the, there's a greater appreciation of science as a human activity. So, so this, this old sort of super objectivity thing, one, one tends to skeptical And, and the notion that, um, the theories often arise in sort of flashes of insight which have nothing to do with the old scientific. On the other hand, the, the, the role of experimentation and testing hypothesis is surely central to where most of us are Sure, and that's why people were tempted into these simplistic confirmation and falsification theories, right? Um, so observation obviously has some important role, but that's true. But to say with any precision what that role is, and especially to say with with the old with enough precision to satisfy the old positivist goal of of differentiating between the bad stuff, metaphysics and theology, and the good stuff, science, including highly theoretical science, that nobody's trying to do that anymore. Nobody's the old the old positivist attempt at demarcation is gone. I mean among here I go again. Among philosophers. <laughs> 
this among scientists too. I wonder if it is among universal presidents. <laughs> <laughs> So now you are the Catholic University of Miami. 
you've always had a prominent Catholic sociologist, let's say, on your faculty. Now this prominent Catholic sociologist retires. Um, your first impulse will probably be to look for another Catholic sociologist. But you can't find a very good Catholic sociologist. Now, are you going to go for an inferior Catholic sociologist in the Dutch system where you don't, where you want everybody to look equal? Uh, same is true in the American system. You're going to be mighty tempted to say to yourself, how about looking for a really good Protestant sociologist? That might do. You can't find anything but mediocre Protestant sociologists. <laughs> and you're going to throw up your hands and say, but, but we need a good sociology department. We can't just have an inferior sociology department because we're Catholic. We'll look for really good sociologists just provided that he's willing to, he or she is willing to let us be a Catholic university in name and origin. That's how it goes. So I don't think it's any... <laughs> It's not, it's not a drive on the part of the administrators of the faculty to secularize these two universities. It's these dynamics of living inside a state-operated system in which you want everybody to be approximately, or appear to be approximately equal. And, and you, you could, without much insight, write up, predict, predict the outcome yourself, right? 